What up, what up, what up? It is the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulker. I want to uh, say a huge thank you to everybody who came out to the Grand Rapids market this afternoon uh, to catch the social jujitsu talk that uh, we did for PageWorks. That video, I'm told, is going to be done as soon as they uh, intersplice the PowerPoint with the video. And once that is done, I will, of course, take the video and turn it into an audio podcast so you will get it here as well. And of course, if you were in attendance, and A, thank you very much for being in attendance, you got the joy of uh, enjoying my mother's company, which was the first time she was able to uh, see me do that sort of thing, which was very fun. So without further ado, we are going to talk about the industrialization of customer service, and it starts right now. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing Podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. All right, it is the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulkren, and as I said, we're going to talk a little bit about customer service today. So uh, my friend Julian, who works with me here at MLive and I, um, tend to go to this snack shop that's located uh, in a hotel that's connected to our office, and we go there quite often, although not always together. And I bring this up because it's a very important nuance. So there is a person who works there who's very good at what she does and she knows who we are and says hello and knows our names and knows the things that we like to snack on in the afternoon um, and is able to serve us in a very interesting way. However, they have recently made a hire uh, and, and they clearly have some sort of training protocol of what people are supposed to say to you when you show up at this gift shop. Uh, and where this falls flat is when you don't teach it with context, right? <laughs> There's one thing between teaching somebody how to do something and then teaching them when to do the thing that you taught them to do and then how they need to do it when they do it. So we go down. Uh, I This gentleman was hired probably a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago. And uh, w- one of the first days that he's there, I go down and I'm waiting in line and I'm buying a, a thing of pretzels. And he says get up in line and he goes uh what are you in town for i go i'm i'm not i i live here i'm not in town i work around the corner he goes oh and that's the end of the conversation he rings me which is fine like we don't need to have a big conversation which is fine uh rings up my pretzels be on my way next day i I go down there and he is working once again and i buy something similar it was some sort of salty snack i don't really know what it was doesn't really matter go up there. He looks at me in the eye and I'm expecting him to say, Oh, Hey, or good to see you or, or something to nod that he may or may not have seen me before. And some has some sort of recollection recollection. Instead, he looks me in the eye and he goes, Oh, what brings you to town? Um, I work here. So nothing, I, I live here. Nothing brings me to town. Oh, and then that's the end of it. And we go on. So fast forward to today, um, right before this podcast, Julian and I are going down to grab something to drink. I grab something. He grabs something. He's in front of me in line. And I said, I will bet you 10 bucks that this kid asks you why you're staying here or what you're in town for. He, he didn't hear me at first. He goes, what'd you say? I go, I bet you $10 that this kid is going to ask you what you're in town for. Sure enough, we go up there and the kid goes, oh, so what are you in town for? And of course, Julian's not really great at the whole poker face thing, so he has a hard time keeping a straight face. But I bring this story up because this kid was clearly taught to make small talk with people as they go through the line, but he's never really taught how to actually do that. Because if you ask the same question to the same person, even after they've explained to you that they, they're not actually staying in the hotel, they are working in the building that you were adjacent to, you should probably change up your cadence or change up the way that you talk to one another. But we're not at this point 
right? This, this kid is not there yet. He has been told, this is the thing that you say, and this is the thing that you say, and this is the thing that you say. So it's the Henry Ford quote that everyone likes to use. You can have any color car that you would like, as long as the color car is black, because that was the industrialization of the Model T. It's got to roll off the line. Black is, it's one color. Black, 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 black. Doesn't matter what people are in town for or if they work here or if they walked in off the street. What brings you to town? 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 Which becomes worse than saying nothing at all. Becomes worse than just having the interaction. Becomes worse than attempting to have a real human conversation with a human being. It's the reason that at some grocery stores, people are flocking to the, to the self-checkout lines because then they don't have to interact with somebody because either they, A, don't want to interact with anybody or B, it's not a very memorable experience. So it's, it's not worth the hassle of dealing with a human being. So they, they go to the checkout that is totally impersonal and they don't have to talk to somebody. So in this case, I would say that I would be more than happy to go buy my pretzels from a vending machine because I I know that that interaction would be about the same as the one that I'm having with this particular person. And this happens because there isn't anybody who is taking the time to make sure that he understands what the point of that customer service is and make sure what they understand what the point of giving great customer service is. I was listening to the Be Less Typical podcast the other day, which is a fantastic, just a simply fantastic podcast. Um, yes, it's about the auto industry. However, um, I would say 98% of the topics that they talk about are universal in the sales realm. So if you're in sales at all, they've got some great people on there doing some magnificent things in the auto sector that you could take today and put in whatever whatever you're selling today, you could take those lessons and put them there. I uh, uh, say this not to plug them, but I say because one of the hosts, Courtney, was talking about this very thing, that she had all her life, she had gone to all her life, sounds like forever, but, it, but whatever. She had brand identity with Tim Hortons. She had gone to Tim Hortons, 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 and then started to have terrible terrible customer service. Um, and, and she doesn't go into specifics, but it doesn't matter. It could be as simple as, what are you in town for? What are you in town for? What are you in town for? You just give up and get pretzels elsewhere. So she has terrible experiences and she ends up going across the street to go to Starbucks. And almost instantly, because they have a training regiment that makes you understand that people aren't going to Starbucks for coffee. That's, that's the misnomer that a lot of people don't understand. They're not going to Starbucks for coffee. They're going to Starbucks for the experience. So if the experience is broken, they're not giving you $6 for a cup of coffee. They give you $6 for a cup of coffee because it's a status symbol, because there's an experience, and because there is an, uh, an expected level of customer service and an expectation of what that experience is going to be like that they need to live up to. So almost instantaneously, they learned her name. And, and I know I've made fun of this before, but the Starbucks here attached to the hotel to talk about my friend Julian, they know him. And almost before he's in the store, they've got his cup of coffee ready and waiting for him. Guess what? He's not going to go to another coffee shop. Courtney is the same way. She tells the, t- the same story. They know around what time that she shows up. And so as soon as she's in line, that drink has her name on it and it's waiting for her while she's paying. So there's really no wait. She's not going to go to another coffee shop because they have taken the time to create an experience that she is willing to pay extra for. The coffee at Starbucks is more expensive than the coffee at Tim Hortons, right? So she's willing to upcharge for the experience. And so when you are dealing with customers on the, on the public 
level, on any level really, when you're dealing with customers, the customer experience and the ability to interact with them in an authentic way that they understand that they're willing to pay whatever it is that you're charging for your wares because they value the relationship so much. They value the relationship so much that they're willing to travel to go to your thing. They're willing to buy a ticket to go to your thing. They're willing to walk down seven flights of stairs to buy a bag of pretzels. Now, I, you know, maybe I will or maybe I won't continue to buy a bag of pretzels because one employee is really awesome at that. The other one is absolutely terrible at it. But prior to that, I was willing to walk a fair distance. It, there's actually another store closer, but I just went to this one because I thought the employees there were nicer and it had a better experience till recently. So you're willing to travel to go make the exception to get the product from a person that you want to interact with. And when we train our employees or when we train our sales teams or when we train uh, in whatever we're training or even when we're dealing with people on our own team, you've got to create an environment where people understand what customer service is and what is expected and then allow them to, number one, make mistakes and number two, adapt to the situation. Everybody speaks differently, everybody interacts differently, and everybody delivers a message differently. There's the old communication adage, right? The burden of communication is on the sender. So if, if what I say in this podcast you don't understand, that is not your fault, that is my fault. The burden of the communication is on the sender. So the burden of customer service is on the brand. And so while that guy sits downstairs right now asking person after person the exact same question because that's how he's trained, somebody needs to go down there and train him so that he understands he can ask a different question. He has the authority to actually start a conversation about what's going on in the world and say, how's the weather? Or mix it up a little bit and go, how is your day today? How is your day-to-day -day is super innocuous. How is your day-to-day -day would work for somebody who works in the building or somebody who's attending the hotel? So asking what you're in town for is probably something that he picked up in training, but doesn't have to be the only question that he asks. But he asks it because nobody has given him the authority or he perceives that nobody has given him the authority to mix it up a little bit. People are willing to pay for an experience when that experience meets or exceeds their expectation. And it's our job to exceed those expectations. And as I've said once, and I'll say it a thousand times, it's our job to surprise and delight. That is what we do as marketers. We surprise and delight. Go have a great day. We'll talk soon. It's the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Halkren.